Welcome to the Mechanical Inc. podcast, a collection of conversations about the open source ecosystem. We speak with maintainers and companies that play a key role in ensuring the health and sustainability of open source today and in the future. Hey, Precious, and uh, welcome to the Mycelium Network podcast. Hello, Shark. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's a huge pleasure. I'm glad we finally made it happen. It took quite a while and a couple of tries, but here we are. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> it was a long-awaited one, but finally, I'm thank you for this. Thank you so much. No, it's a huge pleasure. I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Um, so with that said, um, I, I learned about you on Polywork when I reached out quite a while ago about the initial like gauging interest for this podcast. And um but I don't know a ton about you. So can you tell me and by telling me, telling our guests more about yourself, your career and what makes you get up in the morning? Great. Um well first of all my name is Precious Adinka and I'm from Nigeria. So uh I have always had this um keen nature for tech in anything um engineering right from birth and you know i'd always be the kid to always um be found wanting to you know uncouple things and try to couple them back see what goes on in the inside and see how it all works so this inquisitive nature makes me always want to uh, not intentionally destroy things <laughs> so but i always tend to take things apart and tend to put them back because I'm always inquisitive. It's like getting to uh, getting into a situation where you want to know about a lot of things happening around you, but you still can't just find the answers because no one is telling you things. You're expected to just know things or you've been told, oh, you're just a kid, you can't understand that and all that kind of stuff. So this was one of the first um, things I noticed about myself. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't a surprise that eventually I got into tech. But growing up, I actually had one very, very interesting uh, wish, desire. I wanted to be a veterinary doctor. You know, I always had this uh, love for animals. I had several animals that I had love for. And I was really good with documentary. Till date, I'd sit and watch documentaries for hours and hours. It seemed like the only TV show I actually watched. So uh, aside cartoons... And uh, yeah, so I began to uh, grow that and nurture that inquisitive nature, that ability to learn, trying to be serious in my own way and studious uh, because I had a very strict dad anyways. And so I had no other options. So uh, getting to my uh, high school, when I was about to leave in high school, I decided that uh, I, I, I had a phone. I had a mobile phone, not a smartphone though, but I had a mobile phone. And I decided I wanted to explore more. I realized, oh, Google was a thing. So I started uh, researching personally and uh, I started finding things about myself. And the truth is, uh, it, it's been a very emotional and very inspiring uh, past though. But I started learning about what was what is programming. That was when I started getting into tech. I started liking things about tech and all that. So at this point, it was almost as if I forgot about the veterinary doctor. But I still loved animals. But this was a more uh, interesting thing for me. I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to learn and see what I can, you know, do with this thing. So I started learning and, you know, uh, I began to understand things better. Then, uh, you know, I, I knew about programming. Then I started learning HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And at a point, I'd write, uh, you know, snippets of code on paper, just pen and paper. I didn't have a keyboard. I didn't have a laptop, nothing. 
just a piece of paper. And I'll just wow. write codes and imagine that, oh, this is actually compiling. And, you know, some people would see me, uh, my friends and family, they, they think I'm maybe mental or I needed help. And they didn't understand what I was doing. So <laughs> I'd sit there, wake up every day like I was doing something serious. And I'd just be there writing and compiling codes. Any opportunity I had closer to maybe a relative visiting with a laptop, I'd, I'd be excited to try what I had learned on, on the internet, you know. And this, this was the way I started learning and learning. I had books on books on books on books. I had almost a library of those kind of books. I wrote HTML and CSS in. I literally just, um, packed out my old things last week and I saw them and I'm, I was almost emotional for a time, but it was really, it was really the times where I'd sit and night upon night I'd be doing all that. So, um, long story, I got someone that saw me. And he, you know, awarded me a phone for my uh, birthday. It was, I think it was a BlackBerry Z30 then. And then I started doing things. It was like he gave me the whole world in my hands. And mm. then I had the opportunity to really, really use those things I was learning. I had access to a better browser, a better feature, and better user experience, you know. So I did all mm. that. And, you know, when I started showing the ability, the the eagerness to do those things, to really go for it and learn and be studious and intentional about it, you know, mm-hmm. somebody saw me created, I think I created my first calculator app on uh, the Z30. And then he saw it, it was like, is this a real calculator? I was like, no, I just did it. And it was like, oh my God, I needed to get your PC. I needed to do something. And that was mm-hmm. back in 2016. And wow. uh, when that all happened, I got a PC. And this PC was, you know, was a used one. He literally gave me ease, you know. He didn't have any PC at a point. He didn't have any, um, you know, plans to go get a PC as at the time. But the moment he was actually saying it, he just he handed it over. It was like, no, no, no. I need, I need you to actually do more with this. Like, I'm really inspired by this. That was what he said to me, and I was like really happy. It was it was around 10 p.m. in the night on that certain day. So I did all that. He would encourage me and everything. After a while, he got his own new laptop. And then that was when I uh, discovered about the Google Scholarship for Africans in 2018. And then I got listed, not knowing so much, just basically the things I'd learned using paper and pen and learning how to type with a dead keyboard without even a cord attached to it. And um, I got into it and I did really well. I literally was sleeping in his office. I literally was sleeping in his office. I left home for that. It was almost two months away from home. I was dedicated to it in 2018. I would do every single thing I can to make sure I passed the challenges that was given and everything. So, uh, you know, this this scholarship was held on Udacity, and I did all that. And funny enough, I was I was really done with it. I had it, and there I was, a mobile web specialist, a certified mobile web specialist, and signed by Google Udacity. That was a big thing for me. It was really huge. After that, my um, you know journey into uh, tech began really, really. That was that was when I can back. That is the best I can backtrack and say this was when it all started. That was when I had my mm-hmm. first experience. It was a six-month intensive training to become a mobile web specialist, and I had more experience with things like JavaScript. I saw first-hand back-end technologies, how it was used. I saw real life how these things could be, and then it'd be like, oh, is this how it's done? Is this how they do this thing? Is this how everything? And also the things I learned by myself during the process. So uh, fast track, I I made a a bit of um, a personal projects, and then I did a bunch of work with um, 
the startup which was similarly the man that gave me the PC. He had a he had a he had a company, a small company uh, called Tech Patrick Services, and then I I got into that company and I started um, working. I was a solo developer then. It wasn't a very big company, and I'd be the one interfacing with clients and doing all the nitty-gritty works and all that. And at some point, I started uh, learning about uh, WordPress and realized, oh, WordPress was really a good um, tool to use and make this work I'm doing faster. So I started using CMS, WordPress, and all that. I did all of that, and this actually gave me a lot of confidence and improved the value I can actually offer. Uh, I am I, a person that I always uh, love to learn. I wake up every day thinking this is a new day to learn. This is a new day to acquire skill. I believe it can be done for me. You know, coming from a third world country where you don't have a very, you're not from a rich family, you don't have anybody telling you how things are done. You see things first and happening around you. You see how youths around are, you know, I wouldn't say wasting away, but not doing something really important. And at the end of the day, um, I want it to be different. So I, I thought of beating all the circumstances and beating all the odds and trying to go for something I believed in. And this is always something that always gets me up that, okay, I want to be X, Y, Z, and I, I really want that to be done. I can't say I'm definitely where I am today, but I can say the decisions I took early in the time have taken me 10 years ahead of my peers. Right, yeah. Um, so uh, when I joined the company, I took on more roles uh, that really tested the skills that I had learned from the program I did with Udacity and uh, the uh, scholarship. So I set out to do things with um, the scholarship, and then uh, together we started coming up with different plans to build a, you know, an ecosystem of people who can learn and a lot of people who aren't really uh, opportune to, you know, get access to things like this and opportunities like that. So we started this program called um, Code Camp, and then Code Camp started back in 2019. So we started doing it all the way to now. And funny enough, I'm actually going for another session that will be next week uh, for a seven days intensive period where we teach them uh, front end um, programming. And this is going to be inclusive of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. I've been the one mainly leading and facilitating this program since the time till now. And it has been really marvelous. We've met a lot of people along the way. It has actually opened so many opportunities for me and given me also the um, leverage to also impact knowledge and also encourage people to be better and try to, you know, do something even despite the challenges that they might be facing from mm -hmm. a third world country. So these are the things that now make me really interested and motivated to stand up every day because I, the next time I wake up, I see a message on my phone or someone calling me, oh, I have a problem, I'm stuck here, I'm trying to get into tech, my child is trying to get into tech, can you teach a couple of people, can you do this and that? All of this and more gives me the motivation and basically I try to you know, give my time to these things. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. try to give my time and my passion and my interest into these things so much that it uh, makes me a better person eventually. And uh, the most important part of it is the impartation. Usually when I'm teaching in class or in any of those code camps or you know, boot camps that I facilitate, the, the point where I take them from knowing absolutely nothing to the point where I take them to knowing extremely something is um, it's really satisfying for me. You know, the joy of trying to help someone become better and trying to gain knowledge through intentional um, assistance is really great for me. So mm -hmm. this has been my journey. I've been um, mostly in and out of different companies. I've also freelanced most of the journey as well. But I started diverting into a lot of other things like business, design, teaching, 
um, networking and, you know, social media and so many other things. I wasn't trying to specifically go all crew tech, become a nerd. I wanted to explore other areas of tech. So I got into tech and uh, fortunately for me, programming was the first thing I got exposed to, but I needed to explore other areas. And uh, the same uh, the same uh, eagerness was what I actually used. And back in 2020, I got graduated from a cloud uh, scholarship program that was also uh, sponsored by Bettelsman. And it was also the same thing on Udacity. And by that time, I already had a lot of knowledge. I'd already practiced so many programming languages. I'd already done several freelancing jobs, uh, worked as either a solo person or a team in a startup. And I've actually used all those skills to improve myself, the value I can give to myself and to others, and also to promote other things that I'm able to do. This will give me the edge and the uh, confidence to pursue other things that I really want to do. Because eventually, what I see myself is not programming till my 40s or my 30s. <laughs> I really want to start programming at maybe um, age 30 and mm -hmm. eventually just uh, work on you know business, partnership, innovation, and so many other things. And uh, with, the, with, with the pace I'm going and with all the efforts I'm putting in, I think it's pretty much possible, yes. So that is that for the first question. Thank you so much. Yeah, great. That's a wonderful story. I really love that. So um, I know one of the other things that potentially gets you up in the morning is on your GetUp profile, you mentioned that you that you can dance. So what forms of <laughs> dance do you enjoy? And like, what is it about dancing that you enjoy? Like, to me, like, I'm one of those with two left feet kind of people. So I'm fascinated by those who can do this. <laughs> Okay, well, I actually didn't expect that question, though. Why is a very funny one? But uh, one thing is, um, dance gives me the expression of, uh, uh, you know, lifestyle. For example, in in my in my tradition, we we are very um, energetic people in Nigeria, especially the youths. Right, mm -hmm. dance is a way of promoting culture. There's a way I dance and there's a way another person from a different culture dances, right? That is how you're able to recognize or identify uh, a person that belongs to your group mm. of culture, tradition, or ethnicity. So mm -hmm. dancing for me gives me a way to express myself and to also um, exercise. Well, very importantly, dancing is an avenue for me to exercise. So sometimes I want to exercise and I don't necessarily want to go on a routine, go to the gym or anything. I just dance. That's just... Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this passion grew so much. One time I actually uh, started a dance group, a dance crew, but um, I, school came into the way, uh, when I mean school, I mean university now, and I started having lesser time for dance. So I handed over to someone which was already in my in my um, dance crew, which I already was part of the people I usually choreograph for and teach them. So he, he started handling it and I did just move transition. But I used to have a small dance crew where we choreograph dances and just, you know, have fun. It was like a really energetic crew we had then with different um, events. We go for different events. We dance around uh, our local um, environment and community. But yeah, this is just basically dancing for me is exercise, fun, and um, tradition. So that's it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, on Polywork, um, I think you're, you had this sentence in the description, if you look at your profile, where you say, 
I am delighted right. to join your engineering team and combine forces to make the world a better place, one line of code at a time. I love that sentiment. Um, and I'd like to know, I think you've touched on this a little, little bit, and I think education is, is one of the things that you've mentioned that plays into this. But I'd like to hear a little bit more about how you see developers improving the world through code. Oh, yeah. Um, that line, like you said, was a really um, interesting one, though. But it, it came up as a result of... Um, me having this you know like i said i've always been doing freelancing so um to be very honest with you to be very honest with you i've never really um had when i when i got into tech newly i never really had this idea of working for a company i i i knew people did work for companies but i never had that idea so from the onset i saw myself as a creator saw myself as an independent contractor, somebody that was um, equipped with an ability, with a knowledge. So it's left for me to actually create a way and not necessarily um, working under someone to do something, which, trust me, um, I'm not despising the fact it's amazing. Some products are great, um, being a part of a theme and everything, but I've always wanted to create and explore my own reality. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think as developers, we are equipped with ability knowledge and this knowledge can greatly help the world in several ways. Take, for instance, the the um, exploration of technology in Africa is still at the surface. It's, yeah. it's still not going below to the core and touching the deep of everything. And the truth is Africa has a lot of talent. Africa has a lot of opportunities. And it is right now that is the best time to start sowing those seeds of technology in every aspect. We can solve a lot of problems with technology. I tell you, so many things that are happening, especially in my country, have been you know, greatly improved business. I, I can't even imagine how, where we would be if we hadn't adopted some technologies. So mm -hmm. technology is a way to fast track into the future to get, you know, um, joined in into the race and belong to a global race of future thinking people or future minded people. So uh, sometimes when I see developers with uh, a lot of skills and they are necessarily not creating or not, um, you know, getting involved in uh how will I put it, um, you know, collaborative work to get something out there. It's, it's actually saddens me because I feel like it's being put in a position with so much power and still you can't, um, you know, facilitate the mindset to create something with it. That is how it is for me. So I believe programmers are equipped with skills and ideas to be able to create something. Oftentimes, I reach out to people. I'm like, oh, can we work in something like this? I mean, I totally understand everybody's point of view, but the truth is, if you don't take that bold step, no one is going to actually follow or want to be the first person to start it. Mm -hmm. So uh, programmers are very negligent of the fact that they have the skill to create you have the ability to create and we don't necessarily um, exploit the deepest part as we should. So I always see myself as someone that I can, you know, contribute a lot with my mindset. I, I do work on uh, my mindset a lot in the way I think, the things I consume and how I, you know, relate with people. So I feel I'm in a position where I can contribute a lot to a company. So if I join your engineering team, I believe with the right mindset, with the right tools, with the right support, and with the right team, it is possible to definitely create a solution that will disrupt the status quo of 
you know, problems that we have currently facing the world and in other parts of um, the world, Africa or any other places around the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of things that we need to address, that is for sure. Um, so there is a uh, another website you, that you've mentioned on Polywork that I'm very interested in. I, I can... I can make some assumptions based on the name, what the problem is um, this site is trying to address and trying to solve, but I don't want to um, just make my assumptions. I'd like you to tell to tell me, like, um, I'm referring you to Black Freelancer, the website, and you've also been featured there, by the way, which congratulations. Um, what is the platform all about? And Like, what is the problem it's trying to address? Oh yeah, so um, the first time I heard about Black Freelancer was on it was an ad I saw on Instagram, and I wasn't really um, surprised why I was targeted. So I immediately loved it. I saw the page and I went on there. So I reached out to the founder, and he he gave me a shout out on one of my posts and uh, decided to uh, DM me. So we got talking. I asked me to check out the website, and I did. So immediately I, you know, posted one of their um, tags and, you know, uh, give them a shout out to that. Hey, black freelancers, you know, all that. So I got into the Discord channel. We started, um, you know, talking. I realized they were doing a whole lot of things and they were working at the, uh, on their website as at the time. So what black freelancer basically is, it's a website. It's a freelance website for black freelancers, for people of color. So what they do is they make the process of um, matching, matchmaking, matching uh, um, employers with um, freelancers. So, but the only thing is, just like I said, and uh, you've experienced it firsthand, there's, there, there are very minimal opportunity in Africa and there there's just so much to explore and know about. And some of the basic things are not even... Um, uh, accounted for for example my internet is really really disturbing right now and it's very erratic so these are some of the opportunities that are not really um, available but most people might not know about it so but because this is the fact this man is a black and i think he actually studied in the uh in the, in in the united states i think but he studied abroad and he decided to come back and help people in his country to become better so he started black freelancers and uh, you know they started i think he has more um connections with employers he's working that part out how to match up um, directly so it's it's more like they're giving you the help you require to get employed so if you're getting started into tech if you're already a professional but you don't have access to um, employment. If you've been laid off from your job because of something or whatever the reason might be, as long as you're a black freelancer, as long as you're a person of color, as long as you're within Africa, you can get involved in black freelancers. And this might just be your opportunity to get the employment, to get that dream job you're looking for and everything. So they, they have this uh, weekly um, event they always do and like Black Freelancers Friday and all that. So I, as a person, like I said earlier about the passion I have, it's, it's really intrinsic. It's not it's not based on some external motivating factor because the moment he reached out, he saw the way I 
my vibe was really good for it. I, I'm always energetic about things with uh, about tech, about reaching out, about community and all that. So one of the reasons why he really loved me so much and he decided, oh, why not they get, um, why don't I join them and see what they have to do and all that. So he said, uh, I spoke with one of the uh, community moderators and he wanted to hear about what I do. Um, how I got to know them and uh, what I hope to achieve together and everything. So I gave them some really good talk and they were really interested in it. And so I started exploring and, you know, getting involved in the community, replying, helping people, just like I usually do and everything like that. So, you know, long story short, you just messaged me one day, oh, you got featured in um, our uh, website. What do you think about it? Go and check it out. Let's see what's up and everything. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really great. Thank you so much. So I posted it on my LinkedIn and everywhere and all that just to as well uh, create that awareness for people to know that there's such a thing like this just in case. Um, some people are still, you know, in the own corner of the world trying to uh, figure things out by themselves. So there's help for you. There's a community where you can join. There are people in this community that are hiring for freelance contract-based work and all that. It's also a network of people that have skills that you can collaborate, pair program, meet people. So it's a very comprehensive community, but for black people. And it's, it's really a good thing they're doing. And I really do believe that, um, it will, it will, it will grow into, uh, something big in the nearest future with the way they are pushing and everything they are doing. So, uh, one thing that really helped me a lot was immediately I got uh, to know about it. I set up my profile, put in a lot of stuff, and uh, those were some of the reasons why I think, and also my personal communication with some of the key people in the Discord server and the community. I think that was one of the reasons why I was probably selected for uh, the feature on the website here. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad there's these resources like that. It's, it's definitely very needed. And it, it's nice to to have a community of, of people you can um you know, that's that's similar similar to you, have similar experiences, um, have similar struggles. It's always nice. It makes you feel less alone. It makes you feel like there's hope for you also out there. So talking about um freelancing and opportunities created by websites like these. Um, according to your LinkedIn profile, you are currently open to work. So if you look at the, at the workforce, the workplace out there, what do you look for when, when you look for a company? So if somebody would reach out to you, what would be the kind of companies that you'd be interested in working with? Um, okay. Okay. Um, for me, I always tend to say this a lot. I prefer to work with a startup. And the reason being because uh, at a startup level, there is so much energy, there's so much passion. There is something to to um, immediately look out for. Uh, we want to get to our big goals, even though even though there are other parts to it, like they quickly get into you know all of these things, and without um, well tested plan and everything, which some startups have actually um, failed to plan. And I think I actually wrote an article about that. And five things your business um, is failing to do or five reasons why your startup might be failing, something like that. So um, I, I would like to work with a startup because there is something to look out for. We are starting at ground zero. We want to build this thing up from scratch. Like I said from before, I always love to decouple things, see the, the core of it, the basic thing that makes it what it is and how to 
you know, make it that way. So it's, it's basically just a series of components and layers on top of layers that make it that way. So I'm always that build from ground up kind of guy. And I like to work with a startup because of this. It's easier to um, keep track of records of things that we are doing. It's easy to measure growth. It's easy to measure impact. It's easier to measure influence. You can be assigned a role. You can take responsibility. You can take, you can be given autonomy to do what you need to do. Those are some of the qualities that I actually make me like startups. And these are some of the qualities that are very common with startups because they don't have a lot of um, human power. So they require maybe just a few developers to get an MVP up. I'm good for that. I can get into it. We can build something from the scratch up. This gives you the um, the first and experience of building products. It also makes you, it also helps you spark up that in, internal entrepreneur in you and make you want to build. And this aligns well with what I wanted to do. Like I, I want to build things. I want to be an innovator. I want to create things from scratch and, you know, deliver products and solutions to people out there in the world. So I'd love to work with a startup that, um, is human centric because at the end of the day, whatever we do have to revolve around humanity and it has to be solving a problem. So uh, look for, uh, I'd usually go to their website, see what they have um, to offer. I could speak with a few representatives and see um, what qualities are they offering. Another thing is I would look into their remuneration plan. Uh, what, what, because at the end of the day, uh, let's face it, finance is involved in a lot of things that we do. We, we can't take it out of our daily life. So I need to know if I'm giving in my effort. If I'm giving in my effort into something, if I'm giving 100% and uh, this thing is actually returning back to me almost in tenfold or in the same quantity of impact that I'm giving it, that is good enough for me. Otherwise, I think I would have to give it maybe a, a part-time um, of my uh, attention and dedicate the other uh, parts of my time to something else that can actually give me something to run away with it. And this this means mm-hmm. that I can volunteer for um, opportunities as well. I'm open for volunteer opportunities as well, as well as I'm open for work. And I've actually, and I'm actually going through so many volunteering um, positions right now as well. So uh, I think uh, for me, it's the the core of the company what are you all about? What are your core values? I've experienced mental um, health problems working for one um, um, startup one time like that, and I really didn't like it. It was not a good experience for me. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I realized firsthand about me. I, I do hear it a lot, but I still haven't had a, a personal experience. So I tend not to believe it. I tend to just work, work, work. So when I had a firsthand experience, I realized what it was all about and why mental health is really important. So right now, let's include that. If it's something that I cannot commit my time and effort to right now, I better not take it because I, I can't be in a job where I'm not happy, no matter how much you're going to pay me. If I'm not happy at my job, then I think it sucks for me to actually work at that job. And I wouldn't really be mm-hmm. proud of myself or my achievement at the end of the day. So, yeah, these are some of the things that I would definitely consider uh, on the outside for uh, working with a company. Aside, uh, also, uh, I'm, not, I'm not really, I'm not really um, uh, keen on a particular technology. I like to explore. If you have a new technology, if you accept me to learn it on the job, why not? I want to learn it all the way. So, but if you already have something I'm used to using, then that's good. It helps me kick off the, uh, from the ground easily and just get started and move faster with you guys. And, uh, also, if you give me the autonomy to do things, to explore, to, you know, hear my suggestions, those things are also uh, very vital in a company because it means you can hear 
Uh, you can get feedback from the people that are working with you, what matters to you, what matters to them should, you know, be as a result of improving the, the eventual product, the flagship product of the company and everything. So, yeah, these are some of the things that I really enjoy to work with in the company, aside belonging to a group of amazing individuals to work with, um, joining together to make um, our collaborative geniuses to build a amazing product that people would love. Um, <clears throat> so there's quite a couple of things you mentioned there that I'd like to dig in a little bit. Um, I think, um, let me think what, where to start. Um, so one of the things that's a lot, that can be tricky, um, as you explore companies and you try and get a job is the recruitment process, um, I think most people, uh, if you ask them what is their least favorite part of, of getting a job, it's the recruitment process. Um, and there's been different takes on it, but I think it's still definitely not a solved problem yet. Um, I'm, I'm interested in your experience, either as a freelancer or, you know, getting permanent employment or anything like that. Are there any great experiences you've had in this um, area of, of tech? Um, and if so, what made them great? And if not, and you had like a bad experience, what made that experience bad? And how do you think it can be improved? Right. Okay. So I think the first one is um, I'm going to take up on the uh, good experiences part before I come to the bad experiences. Okay. So, uh, well, I've had a lot of good experiences with uh, interviews. And from all the good experiences I've had, to be very honest, uh, I like to just throw it out there. It's it's um sixty percent or more based on the interviewer, to be very honest. Because the truth is, the truth is, if I am not going to eventually get awarded a job, then uh, it it shouldn't determine um how I I get treated from the onset. If you treat me badly, getting into that job, I, I'd already have red flags or um you know, this is I'm having red flags about the jobs already. If you're you know, um, interviewer already can, you know, behave in a certain way like this. It, it can be really, um, uh, turning, it's going to be a turn off for me. So, um, I've one time had uh, to work with this company in Philippine and, uh, I met her on uh, Facebook. Uh, no, I met her on, on LinkedIn, right? And she interviewed me and that was the best interview I've ever had to now. And, you know, she was only, she was barely, uh, she has been barely a year into the uh, interview space and working with the company. And how did I know that? That was because we literally deviate from the interview and got into um, talking about some things like that. Like, oh, she, she, she literally asked me to guess how long I thought she has been working in the interview. So I felt more, more um, home, home, homely. I felt, uh, I felt welcome. I felt, um, not tension, not um, oppressed or anything. I felt no, oh, strict rules and hard and fast rules. This is what has to be done. This is what we're looking for. You have to be perfect and everything. She she gave me that sense of interviews can be really enjoyable, can be fun, can be interesting. You can converse with someone. You can even make friends with your interviewer, you know. And uh, that vibe really, you know, turned the whole thing. And even I did not get a job eventually, but we became friends. Uh, or we kept contact on LinkedIn and Facebook, you know. So um, those were the good experiences I've had one time, and that 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 basically was because of 
uh, demeanor, like the person she was, the way she smiles, the way the way she talks. Even even if you give a reply, she you know wants to dig more into it. She wants to understand why you said X Y Z. She's giving you clues and all that. And th- those are those are little qualities that help an interviewer. Uh, you know, make the work easier for themselves and the person they're interviewing. So it's not all just um, hard and, you know, really formal and like somebody really has to be um, perfect from the onset. The interview is not a job. It, it is an interview. It's not a job. So it is a it's a casual conversation and that is what it should be like. But more than time, it is not, I tell you. So um, that was one, and one time I also had this um, interview with a lady, and it was in a company, but they required something else, and because I, I didn't have that particular theme, uh, she decided to keep my interview and asked me to keep contact with her, and that um, she would love to be in touch, and as soon as I get that part of the interview field, she would like me to reach out back to her and everything, and I was like, oh, that's good. So, uh, so far, so good. I was saying all the good... Um, uh, in my in my opinion, the the, the best uh, interviews I've had are majorly based on the recruiter, and not because necessarily I prepared extremely well. Because I I mean, if if I were going to talk to my friend, right, I wouldn't have to pre- prepare extremely well to go and talk to my friend. I mean, it's my friend, right? So that is how an interview should be. I should talk to interview. It's 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 a casual informational interview, so I shouldn't have to you know prepare extremely well to talk about myself to you or for you to ask me questions that I can reply um, to, you know, uh, without having to create scripts. I'm, I'm not answering from a script. I'm telling you how it is and making those mistakes there and letting you see that the, the human, humane side of me. So those are the things that actually make this things interesting. It's, if, if it's a technical interview, it would be even easier to understand. And depending on the type of technical interview, I think it's still uh, very well to bring that friendly gesture into the whole process. So yeah, and for bad interviews, I think <laughs> it's mainly because of the demeanor of the interviewer. So I think if the interview is good or bad, it's the, it's majorly the fault of the uh, interviewer. The, the, the only point, it, it can be the fault of the uh, interview it has the the prospect now is when the prospect literally has um no idea whatsoever what they are uh, they are applying for what you ask a question and you know even if as an interviewer you really messed up at an interview you know but I think casual things like an informational interview getting to know yourself uh, getting to understand how you behave leadership behaviors and all that kind of thing I think it should be very easy for anybody that uh, has been living for a while to be able to say things about themselves talk about what they've done and uh, be able to tell the, the strengths and their weaknesses so yeah so for me I think the biggest part that I've actually failed a lot is being in the uh technical interviews and this is reason because sometimes the technical interviews are for me unnecessary i'm applying for a job and i have to do some uh dsas and i mean even if i did prepare for it and eventually i i did it like one time i did clear uh I think three rounds of a technical interview, but you know the funny thing was I didn't get a job eventually. So that that for me was really sad. I put in all the effort, all the time to learn and do what I did, and I was really really impressed with what I did. And they they were also impressed with it. But I think the the only thing that was a barrier there was the location, 
because uh, I was not in the country where the job was being offered, so I I wasn't able to get the job. So this this to me was a really big disappointment, and it has always been the biggest issue. You know, location location matters. You get it. So and uh, even if I did um uh I require remote work, I'm hearing things like remote in the USA only, remote in the UK only. So I I didn't understand they could be remote in a specific location. I thought remote was you could work from anywhere as long as you had a laptop and an internet connection. So these these are some of the things that are still very um that they are very big disappointment to me because I still feel like okay we've we've left the era where we uh, were strictly on-site work. Now we've moved it to remote, but now there are still some restrictions, even despite it's remote. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I gather that the human factor is very important um, in making the interviews um, good for both parties. Yes. But then I think you've you've um, you've highlighted some important topics there that I was planning to talk about a bit later but i think we can talk about it now so okay. as a person living and working in africa what do you find to be the biggest challenges to getting work and i think you've mentioned some of them right now but yep. also then building a career and then also in terms of entrepreneurship in the african context okay um well for for me personally i think um it's possible, like uh, I like to tell myself, and this is one of the biggest motivation I have for myself and any other person that I actually talk to is if, if, if I, I believe I've actually achieved something and if I can, I believe anyone can as well. Um, opportunities, access to opportunities are one of the biggest um, factors that actually um, restrict a lot of people. It's very funny how when I speak with people, when I see by first-hand experience what people still don't know about yet, it's very funny. Uh, one time I was talking to someone and he, he literally didn't know about Facebook groups. I mean, uh, of course, he didn't know about Facebook, but he didn't know about Facebook group was a thing. And yet a lot of people don't know about these things. So um, people don't usually get the opportunity to know things or to get access to things. And those are some of the biggest challenges I personally experienced. You know, how I told you I started out writing um, programming on paper and I didn't have access to a PC or a laptop. And not because I wasn't ready to learn, but because I did not have the access to the opportunity. And I backtrack sometimes, look back in the years and see uh, and just think how, how much I would have actually grown if I had access to uh, some things that I should have earlier in the in the in the time and thankful for me I'm grateful for the people I met along the way that really helped me like the man who gave me the you know the laptop to actually pursue my dream of becoming a programmer and that really helped me a lot I mean if he hadn't done that only God know where I would be right now so I mean those opportunities are something you have to work your ass for and sometimes they don't just come so access to opportunity access to um, you know a a a how will i put a profitable work so I've, I've had to work offline or way before i actually got to meet this person that really helped me and some of the jobs that i worked i'm not really proud of them because they were not the best i mean how could you work in uh how could you work 31 days a month and get uh let me put it to you uh just afford me a second to put it to you in dollars so you can uh, understand what i'm trying to say um please one second at the end of the day, you work and let's say it's $10 or $13 you're getting at the end of the month. That's just how it is. 
Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's like getting $10, $13 at the end of the month. I mean, due to the current rate right now. So the, the works are not really anything. The money is nothing. It's something that even the, the transportation costs to where you're going, where you're commuting every day to work has already, has already afforded to, you know, taking, uh, all the, all the funds you're making at the end of the year, uh, month. So it's, it's really nothing. This is a big discourage to a lot of people. So some people tend to look for alternative means to, um, do things. And some of them are not the best. And I'm sure some of them shouldn't be, um, really proud of some of the things they do. And, um, I mean, sometimes some of them have had to get into bad influences and all that. So, uh, this is just how it is. Uh, for most people and for some of the challenges, I think in tech, tech is still something that is still way underdeveloped and still has a lot of opportunity to grow. And uh, thankfully now some people are beginning to see the impact that tech can actually bring. I mean, you, you can see the likes of TikTok and what it has really done to some of the young people, especially in Nigeria here. I mean, uh, since the, uh, you know, uh, inception of TikTok in Nigeria and, you know, the wide adoption, I really can't count how many of my personal friends that I have on that platform that have been able to make a living with what they know. Now, you see, the thing is they were prepared. They, they had the skill. They had the talent. They were just waiting for the opportunity. And TikTok gave most of them the opportunity. And this has been the problem. Opportunity is one of the biggest problems. And that, that, that has been what most people are lacking still. I feel if you give somebody opportunity, there are two things they can do with it. They can go really, really, really crazy about it and make something amazing for it. Or they can really make something amazing, but in the opposite way. So, but as long as a person has opportunity, they are able to do something with it, no matter what. It's either you don't do anything with it, or it's either you do something with it. But what you do then depends on your personal goals. So I think, for me on a personal level, these are some of the challenges that I've actually had, and uh, the things that um, are more economic based. Like uh, we really can gain access to um, services, um, websites, um, uh, jobs. Some certain jobs can we can get paid. I literally was freelancing for. Or someone in India yesterday and he couldn't pay me and I just it just dawned on me that oh my god I, I can't actually get paid you know and uh, what I had to do was I, I, I started I um but through the earlier this year I started a um a e-commerce business a POD print on demand and uh, I wanted to give some fun into advertisement so I literally had to talk with an influencer and ask them to give me the PayPal address so I could eventually get the money sent to them instead of me and and that that was not intentionally my um uh that was not what I intended to do but that was what I had to do you know I had to had to think of something else I had to improvise something just so that I get you know benefit for for the work done and it's crazy because we were we, we were going back and forth the whole day trying to look for the best platforms all the platforms they've been blocked we can get like we get every passing month we get every new rule that just blocks of access to so many things i i, I can't count how many website i actually uh, i i stumped upon yesterday and they look really promising they look like something i could really do but eventually when i get set up on this website i hear things like oh it's not available for your country um your your ip is blocked you can't assess this you can it's it's really degrading it's really frustrating and this is just how it is you you, you sometimes just have to uh, really be on a high level and you need to surround yourself with a lot of people to, you know, really stay up there, stay focused, stay, um, you know, on the goal and stay on the road of, uh, this is my dream and this is what I'm trying to achieve. So yeah.
this is this is basically it for me yeah well those are big challenges and i mean um i guess a vpn can help to some extent by masking your true ip address but mm -hmm. you know first of all vpns aren't cheap yeah and second um the second thing is uh that while it'll mask your ip if you can't accept money from this platform in your country yeah. then masking your ip address doesn't, doesn't really help, help anything exactly. no i know i know it is a struggle um the fact that stripe is not supported in any country in the entire african content um makes no sense to me absolutely um there's so many things and and uh, things you can experiment with to try and build some passive income or even a full-on business, but yeah. you can't because like all these services are built on top of Stripe and we can't accept Stripe payments in the entire African content. So you're <laughs> completely excluded from that entire economy yeah. and it makes no sense because one of the companies owned by Stripe was actually um, founded in Kenya, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, um, and yet Stripe is not available in Africa. So I'm I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Do you think that um, open source has a role to play here, where open source and and open source incubators can create this opportunity? Yes, um, I mean that that is more that is more in a technical end. But the the good thing is we're going to have open source for. A whole lot more other thing, but still the biggest um, player in the open source um, ecosystem uh, is technology. And uh, open source has been really good, you know. Uh, during the Oktoberfest, which is the uh, yearly, or I say annually, uh, celebration of open source, and it's, it's sponsored by um, uh, Digital Ocean. And, you know, during that period, I decided to give it a try. So I reached out to a couple of people who are doing something with machine learning and, you know, they needed help and everything. So they, you know, put out a product there for um, October 1st tags and all that. I got in, I created the uh, entire dashboard for the, the user component interface of the entire app. And I did it for them. I got recognized for it. And to me, that was really, that was really something because that was the first time ever I got recognized for anything, um, for in open source. Right. And that really made me pause mm -hmm. a bit and be like, oh, okay, there is actually an area here that can be really, um, um, uh, beneficial to, to plenty, to a lot of people in Africa, to me especially. So I decided to explore open source and everything. But to be, to be, to be very honest, um, you see, open source on its own is, it's, it's good. It's beneficial. I think the, the biggest, um, contribution open source will make to people is give them opportunities to learn, to explore, to grow, to know. But uh, in terms of um, financial in, in the ecosystem of Africa, open source still hasn't been able to solve that problem because if it were, we'll still mm -hmm. not be having a lot of problems with you know, financial payments and so many other things like that. So I think open source is giving everybody a platform to learn. And the good thing is with open source, you can learn. And it subsidizes a lot of things. For example, if you needed to assess a course uh, that you know would take you from ground zero to level hundred in in a matter of let's say thirty days, and you have to pay for such a course on Udemy, Skillshare, or any other pl platform, with an open source based um, you know let's say a competitor or uh, alternate of that kind of application, you can get to 
gain access to these um, resources, gain access to knowledge, gain access to help, community, people. But that does not necessarily give you that open source can help in areas of brand brand promotion uh brand uh, growth um knowledge acquisition um, um dig- like helping you to place your digital footprints in so many places get known get involved but to 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 a bigger extent uh, open source will still require you to to um uh for you to gain the benefits from open source and everything. You still have to work with it. And and eventually, if you want to convert that into financial um, value, you still are not able to assess that. But that notwithstanding, open source has actually did solve a lot of problems. And I actually do have um, an open source community that I co-founded with a friend in India. And this we did as a result of the boredom during the COVID period. And then we started this... Um, open source community called the unpretentious web and we started it to help a lot of people that were beginning to gain um uh, the first experience in tech where to go who to meet it's very overwhelming yes we know so what are your first steps what do you do uh you need a community to belong like right i said the other time it's good to always have a community where you belong to that makes the work feel like you're not alone you you can belong here you can have uh, to share ideas with like-minded people and everything and that was what we uh tried to build and we have a page on linkedin the unpretentious web and uh, this actually gained my friend uh joshua the job he's at currently uh he's working with a company called um miracle have you heard mm-hmm. uh so that i know I okay have so uh he's working as a developer in evangelist and he is one of their um, most important assets right now and so many other jobs he has gotten um um in in the period of the time we started it till now where he's at his current job which is really doing well at and i i look i look back and see we started the same thing together but in in the in the period of time from which we started all together did almost exactly the same things we applied to jobs at the same time and so many things he has gotten more opportunity than i have and that's because we're in especially entirely different continents and the situations are different here and there. Mm, so, mm. but if we were looking at it, mm. he is no, um, I'm not going to put it, let me put it, he's no exceptionally better than I am. You know, in fact, he sees me as somebody to look up to in most cases, but the situations are different. And mm. the factors that causes those change to, you know, get triggered are different in our regions. And those are just the things that are still mm. um, a drawback for me. So, yes. Yeah. So do you think like um, initiatives like, for example, GitHub has got this new program called GitHub Accelerator where you can apply from anywhere in the world um, to the accelerator. Mm -hmm. And then if you are accepted into it, you you form part of a 10-week course, essentially, but a cohort is is what you call it. And then they take your open source idea. They actually give you money. Um, to work on that for the 10 weeks to get uh, mentorship from people in open source has been doing it for a long time as a means of allowing you to develop this into something that can then be financially beneficial. Do you think um, programs like that is what we need to help open source really, you know, bridge that, that gap that we have between 
people really want to do the thing and the opportunity. Yes, uh, actually, that is a big yes. I think OpenSUSE has that um, you know capacity to do more, to scale on in a bigger level. And I actually heard about the GitHub Accelerator. I actually joined a um, a uh, on Twitter, a space on Twitter where someone spoke about it, and I really got interested in it. So I documented it and bookmarked it, but I haven't really gone into the exploration or even applied. But uh, with uh, the level uh, at I am right now, and with the things I want to do, I'm talking future things now. I mean, two years, three years from now, I think the accelerator program will do me a lot of good, and I'm actually excited to explore it and see what it actually has in stock for me. Because I do, I am someone that have ideas a lot. I have a lot of ideas, and I know you already have a question for me on that, and I'll expand more on this later. But I do always have ideas and things to work on. So I believe I'm able to, you know, contribute to the global um, scale uh, solutions to problems that we have, and especially in Africa and things that are dealing with Africa. I'm able to, you know, make myself useful to build value and to also give out value. So. I think this this would go a long way in giving a lot of people uh, the opportunity they require. Had it been things like this were available oh my, five years back or five years ago, and I knew about it, it would have been a whole lot, a whole lot better for me right now. So I think definitely the the next generation of um, people that are getting to tech early and getting access to things like this definitely will not have the same result that. Um, uh, I had in my case, so there's some other people has has actually um, you know experienced in their own career. Yeah, I do think it's never too late. Um, I think we should never we should never give up. We should never think that because we didn't have it five years ago, it's over. It's for the next generation. I think we should still um, still be have faith. Yeah. you know that things are changing. Um, there are many efforts coming up that's it's i mean a lot of people are aware of these problems right and it looks like finally there are some companies respectable companies who are putting money towards the problem Mm -hmm. because i think even though people some people will complain and say there's no need money isn't the problem in open source i think they're they're just talking from a place of privilege i think money is a problem um you know we face it every day but um so i think we should we should be glad for those that come after That's because the road is going to be a little bit easier for them. Yeah. But I think we should, you know, not give up and and still try and, and see what we can do from our perspective. Sure. Talking about that, um, so you are working on an MVP for a startup company. Tell us more about that. Um, I'm actually working on an MVP for uh, my own startup company. You know, in the past few uh, months now, uh, I've been trying to, you know, attain a particular job. And while I've actually worked in some jobs, and but not for too long, very short duration, some maybe a year, some months, some um, just very short contracts and all that, I, 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 I realized that the biggest thing or the biggest um, um, gift I can give to myself is to have a product with my face on it something that I can actually build and automate. And since I'm a very big fan of, um, uh, you know, when I said earlier that we, uh, as developers, we, we, we're given something, we, we have access, we have the privilege to know something that we can use. Technology is a thing now. We, we, we can use technology to create. We've been given the tools. I believe uh, it will be um, really um, beneficial if I can actually pull that into work and, you know, 
kick uh, dust off the entrepreneurial side of me and try to build products and innovate. So I set out to, you know, brainstorm a couple of ideas, and we, of which I have uh, actively three that I'm working on. And uh, the first one is African-based, and it's more or less like a marketplace, a freelance marketplace, where um, uh, African is it's, it's more similar to what black freelancers are doing in, in, in idea, but it's not entirely in terms of what it will do, the features that we have, the functionality and the beneficial, uh, the, the profits to a lot of people. So that is one aspect of it. Then I also have another, which is dealing with another industry. And this can be global. It's not just African-based. But it's just that because I'm from Africa and I've seen firsthand some of the things that happen in Africa, I'm inspired by those programs to create and to innovate rather than to, um, you know, just like you said now, accept um, that it has been and it's come to stay. No, there can actually be something done about it. And uh, I'm not the kind of person that always, you know, want to give up on things. I believe if I put in effort on something, I should and I will get the result. And when I set my mind on that thing, I definitely will. So I set out to start building out MVPs. And I reached out to a couple of people. And unfortunately, they were not interested in a work that would not pay them. And I totally do understand because of the nature of the country and everything that is going on. Even one time, I reached out to a guy on Polywork. You know, you know, he loved the idea. I explained to him and everything. I had already done some work, so I don't want to be appearing to you as a lazy person. Someone is just doing the talk and can't work the work. I had already done a lot of work. So when he came in, he was really marveled that, oh, am I actually a UIX designer? I'm like, I don't put it up there as a UIX designer, but if I really want to get into something, I can get myself to do it really well. And it was really amazing. And we got talking, it was inspired and everything. But right now, it's nowhere to be found. <laughs> and it, it doesn't have, I think one of the biggest challenges I face is not meeting people that match up with the same level of energy that I do have. I can be very energetic and, you know, uh, very uh, eager about something where I want to do it. Let's get it done. Let's move. Let's go and, you know, finish this all, get pumped every day and everything like that. So um, I, I have all of those that I'm working on currently. Another is an app, which I'm working on currently as well. So I'm trying to um, actively spread myself across all of this uh, because I know it's very possible. Uh, they are not impossible, but definitely they, w- they will take a toll on me. And that is good because it is the time for me to do the work. And what I actually am uh, planning to do with this uh, startup is to set up a platform that can eventually, uh, you know, benefit me in terms of um, impact that I'm making in the world and also financial value. I don't like to leave that aspect out because if I can set up something that can constantly give me a, a stream of income, I'm able to focus my time on other things. You know, I was actually watching a video recently about mm. a guy. He's, in his, he's 37 years old and he got into tech in his 20s. He, he built a lot of companies and he sold some to Shopify and he did a lot of companies with his friends and everything. And they were really successful. He had a lot of startups. And right now is more or less an angel investors, angel investor. And what he said was really remarkable that everybody has this hustle mentality around where he was, but his demeanor was different. And he said that what really helped him was the fast movement and the opportunity he had. He got into it quick. He built something that can replicate over and over again, something that can be responsible for taking care of things. He said now he wakes up every day knowing that there's just so many things to do. He can now properly manage his time better and, you know, assign 
design into other things. I wish that as well because I know, like I said, I don't want to just be a technical person doing technical things. I know there are other areas of life that can be better. And I know sometimes I try to fast track back and see some of the um, uh, geniuses that we've had, like the likes of Albert Einstein and everything. Even Albert Einstein at one point really had a, a really keen interest and he had some impact in music and everything. And so I don't want to just be a one size, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person, just one thing. I want to do every other thing that I am meant to do. I want to explore the youthfulness of my time and do a lot more with it before I don't have that opportunity anymore. So this is this is um, how the whole um, startup thing is going right now, and I've really made some progress. And trust me, I have really made some progress. And I do have a um, a deadline to release one of the, the at least an MVP or a uh, a better version of one of the uh, startups I was actually working on by the end of January or latest February. And uh, after the success of that, that will determine the pace I will in taking out and releasing the other products. And, you know, funny enough, since I decided to do that, I've been receiving a lot of, you know, feeds, content, uh, information about people who are doing the same thing. And I find out that it's not as hard as I really think it is. I don't have to overcomplicate these things. They're very simple things. Just get them out there. I mean, I literally see startups that are coming out every day that are just... Um, you know, focusing on little aspects of, you know, uh, problems and fixing them. And it's marvelous. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And I feel like, okay, I could do the same. And why not? Because if I'm able to set up these streams of income, these streams of, um, of solutions out there, I think I would be able to manage my time better, be more effective in my relationship in, in, with people, with any other thing I'm doing and, you know, to myself as well. So it would be a big, a big uh, addition for me to have a uh, time to do other things. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I wish you all of the success with all of this. Um, you certainly have the enthusiasm to do it. So, um, I think I believe you can do it as well. Um, so, in closing. Okay. Um, what advice do you have for people that still early in their career or even just thinking about getting into tech? What advice would you give to them? Right. Um, so I, I always like to say that, um, anything is possible. It's just depending on how, how much you really want it. Uh, you know, I, I was doing an analysis, um, right uh, i think it was earlier this morning and i set an alarm for every day and i set it to snooze for five minutes and maybe by the time i'm trying to maybe get up brush my teeth and you know just the minutes it takes me to do that and just walk back to the room five minutes is gone or maybe i've had like two sets of five minutes and that for me is time is actually going you know, time is passing by. So in whatever we're actually doing, time is important. So if you're getting into tech, the best time to get into it is right now. Tech is not what it used to be 10 years ago. It's not what it used to be five years ago. We have the likes of ChatGPT that's actually, uh, you know, blowing mm-hmm. up the internet right now. And it's really a good thing. But maybe, just maybe in the nearest years, we would not have to really type um, hard-coded, um, high-level programming. Maybe we'll just have to write descriptions, and those descriptions are going to be, uh, uh, you know, carefully um, written such in a way that they can replicate, you know, procedures, solutions, and stuff like that. Maybe, just maybe. So right now is the time to get into it. Get into it early. And the truth is, 
I wrote something on Twitter recently and that the greatest achievements I've actually had in tech has been the ones that actually did take a leap. And it made me regret the ones I didn't take a leap for because I felt like it was hard. It wasn't for me. It wasn't something I could do. And this is the um, normal convention. People think tech is is for the smart ones. It's, I, I, like when people do call me nerd, I tell them I'm not a nerd. I'm just smart. And you can do the same, you know. People have this notion of tech is hard, is not for everyone. Tech is absolutely for everyone, and anybody can actually get into it. Mm-hmm. But the biggest dealers yeah. in in uh, 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 that determines uh, the factor that determines the result you have is time. How much time do you have to learn, to put into this, to give yourself the time to assimilate, to fail, and to try? This is a time where you can fail and try. So get into it and take the leap. I tell you, I've taken on some jobs. I literally didn't know nothing about how to achieve the work, but I did anyways. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. uh, encouraging everybody to do the same, but I'm just telling you that you don't have to have it all. You just have to not, you know, give in to the challenges that are facing wherever uh, country you are in, the situations around your family, your background, and everything. It doesn't have to be a factor. If you want to go for it, go into it, get involved get involved in a community, find a community, don't go it alone. Community is very helpful. You grow faster and go wider with that. Get in a community, um, learn as much as you can. There are, lo- there are a lot of free materials right now. YouTube, like I like to call it YouTubeversity, is it's, YouTube amazes me every single day. Like you can literally learn yeah. and graduate from YouTube. And that's why I call it YouTubeversity because it can make you from nothing and literally a whole lot informed about something so use other tools available so the problem now is not what you learn or the uh, access to um, knowledge you have the access to knowledge now what to do with it and another thing is don't spend your time learning everything don't spend your time learning uh, too many things i think this was some of the mistakes i made i learned i went from html css cloud react i was learning all sort of frameworks thinking maybe the more i knew the better it was for me it would give me a lot of value why this can be true but it's not really practical in a lot of sense because while you're doing that a lot of things are getting by you so get involved in building things start creating things you learn html go get go crazy about it on the internet make the best html you can ever do make it unreal talk about it let people know i'm literally just beginning to you know go out in the public because i'm not a very outspoken person but now learn in public go out there let people see because if you don't go out to talk about what you do nobody actually is going to know you might be really good but all the people that actually know you are just your friends and your inner circle and if you want the world to really know about what you do how you're doing it what you're currently doing and what what your life is all about you need to get out there on the internet the likes of twitter the likes of linkedin post about oh i just created this uh blog is the best out there in the world let let the world know about it you don't have to be an expert in everything to be able to do something some people think oh you literally have to learn html css javascript and the backend like php you don't need to do all of that before you can actually consider yourself a you know programmer you can go into you can delve into things like ui engineering you can be an email developer a lot of people don't know about it's funny enough especially in in the continent of africa people think you have to be you know the person that created the the uh, engine 256 that nasa is using to actually you know you know (laughs) transport to space and stuff but you can do the little things that actually matter and because the truth is these are problems and as long as you are solving problems then you will be relevant
So those those are some of the mm. things that I think, um, from my own personal experiences and opinions, that will help a lot of people fast track. And I mean, we have open source, so it will it will go a long way as well in um, helping anybody is thinking of getting into tech in twenty twenty three as well. So yes, yeah, that's great advice. Thanks so much, Precious. This was a great conversation. I mean, we had some tr troubles with yeah. the technology, but that is to be expected, and that is why we have editing. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I I appreciate everything you've shared. Um, I wish you all of the best for the future, and I hope you will join our community and also share some of your energy and your passion um, and build up and help some of the other folks in our community yeah. get excited about what they're doing as well. Thank you so much, Sean. Uh, it's really been a pleasure getting on this. I can say this is my first time getting featured in a podcast style like this. And uh, even for all the... Um, uh, let me just use the opportunity as well. apologize for the network thing. It's expected, but it can be better. So um, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> Not it. A problem. It's been uh, interesting. And I hope to do more of this in the coming future. So yeah, I'm really excited about 2023 still starting out. So I wake up every day with even more hype than I did in 2022 because I believe I can achieve 10 times better this year. And I can't wait to you know tell the world about some of the findings and interesting things I'm going to do. Thank you for listening to the Mechanical Inc. podcast. Join the conversation on Discord. All the links are in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you have a moment, please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts, as this helps others find us and helps us make a better podcast for you, our listeners. <laughs> <laughs>